And I think the e-commerce story this year is more, you know, rates are slowing from the historic highs off of the, the back of the pandemic, where that rising tide is not going to lift all boats anymore. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. After the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, the retail industry gathers in New York City for the National Retail Federation's annual big show. It is a key event for execs, practitioners, and solution providers to come together to discuss the results of the past year and, of course, what topics and trends will drive the industry over the year ahead. That's why it is a critical event for the Retail Touchpoints team to take to the streets, so to speak, to attend sessions, chat with attendees, and gather all of the trends and topics that everybody is buzzing about. We even set up a little pod studio this year to get some FaceTime with key NRF speakers. Over the coming weeks, we'll be running these conversations alongside our standard content calendar. That way, you can reflect on how the industry has progressed and, of course, dig into some incredible case studies and real-life examples of retail innovation. We're kicking things off for you today with Michelle Evans, Global Lead of Retail and Digital Consumer Insights at Euromonitor. She got quite a crowd for her session on global consumer trends, so we wanted to grab some time with her afterwards and get into some of the key takeaways for all of you to enjoy. Without further ado... Let's dig in. Michelle, thanks so much for being on the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. So you are the global lead of retail and digital consumer insights. Big title. Sounds very important, and but fun. <laughs> Tell me, what does your day-to-day look like in your role? What is, I mean, maybe not every day is the same, but what's the high-level gist of what your goals are? Yeah, so... My title is just a fancy way of saying I'm a retail analyst. So I manage our insights for the retail industry and also the adjacent theme when it comes to the digital consumer or the digital shopper. So I write reports and columns and such and work with our team to do the same. I speak at conferences such as this one, as well as client events and in front of clients with, you know, as they answer strategic questions as well. Yeah. So you live and breathe the trends. Your goal is to not just know what's happening, but why and how, which I think is really fun and exciting. So you probably have a lot of great perspectives on some of the big themes that we've been talking about at NRF and elsewhere. Before we get into what to expect in the future, I always find it's helpful to like look back a little, and I think this show does a good job of that. So what were some of the key themes that impacted retail in 2022? Like what really rose to the top for you? I think the biggest one, and certainly has been talked a lot about the show, is just consumers seeking more value. You know, obviously we have the pandemic and the supply chain challenges and rising inflation. So consumers just wanting to to eke more out of, of what they spend. I think there's been a lot in the last year and also recent years when it comes to last mile. Mm-hmm. I think we're going through a general sort of reinvention of that, new fulfillment models, changing how consumers get products obviously leading to a general structural shift in retail and what channels consumers shop in. And there are the costs associated with it as well. So retailers are having to balance how do you offer these services and still make a profit. And then I think another big one is clearly there's a strong focus on e-commerce, but 
the return to the store so as the crisis mode sort of subsided and consumers returned to store, you know, I think it created a, a resurgence in retailers having to rethink really what the store will become, mm-hmm. you know, and that is it stretches from the marketing to the sales to the logistics and distribution of products. Excellent. So a lot of things that play, as, as anyone in the industry knows, there's always, there are so many industry trends and dynamics and then so many macro issues that obviously trickle down, obviously inflation being one of the big ones that you mentioned. So what are some of the implications or how do these trends set the course for what we can expect over 2023? Because I know like there were a lot of key themes that you just touched on that I'm hearing a lot about at the show already. Correct. Correct. And I do think, you know, even though we look at January 1 as a restart of the year, Obviously, these trends are not always boxed in um, to certain time frames. So the ongoing economic uncertainty clearly is still going to play a role. Euromonitor doesn't project, our economist doesn't project a global recession, but obviously a continued downturn. I think the role of the store will still be you know, at the front of minds, as well as finding balance with technology. You know, I think Mm. that's something that we're still working through. How do you... How do you leverage it for, you know, operational purposes as well as that customer experience and how do you maintain the value and that connection with the consumer while still bringing technology into play? Yeah, that's great. So is that a big area of focus for you and your team as you start to map your content strategy and your research strategy? Yeah, definitely. The balance between commerce and technology has been you know, as an analyst, an area of focus for me for a few years, um, you know, in terms of consumer comfortability. And, you know, I think there's always a lot of hoopla sometimes around certain technologies. So we do try to keep it grounded in terms of how much people are really investing and, and the degree to which they're pushing that. And I think all that ties into, obviously, the continued rise of e-commerce as well. So that's a big topic that we're certainly going to be looking at more closely in the months ahead. And I think the e-commerce story this year is more, you know, rates are slowing from the historic highs off of the the back of the pandemic, where that rising tide is not going to lift all boats anymore. I think it's probably going to get more challenging to find growth for certain categories or certain brands, which I think speaks to a certain maturity of e-commerce in certain categories or markets, more so in developed markets. And we're seeing that in some of the, we have our top five digital consumer trends, which is an annual webinar that that we will release on February 2nd. And where three of the trends actually relate to that greater sophistication of e-commerce. So one of them is around gamification elements coming onto e-commerce websites. One is around sensory shopping. So how do we tap into more of the senses online, you know, using definitely cutting edge technology to do so. And then also e-customization is what we call one of the trends. So that greater personalization coming online. And one of the classic examples in our day-to-day, or at least my day-to-day, 
is Starbucks and just the way that they allow you to customize your your drinks to the nth degree. Right, right. So you mentioned that webinar that you're going to be doing around like those top consumer trends. Is that like the session that you did at NRF or is that different research? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different content. So okay. the session I did at NRF was based off of our global consumer trends content, which oh, is lifestyle trends that we looked at for NRF. We looked at from the vantage point of why retailers would care. This other content we have coming down the pipeline is purely in the commerce space and is is all tech-driven. Got it. Interesting. So they kind of play it nicely together, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's a one-two punch for sure. All right. So let's dig into the content that you did at NRF because I think it's really important to understand the global view of what's happening, but also like look for the correlations and and maybe even the distinctions between different territories, different areas. And you talked about five trends, right? So maybe like, are there like top two or top three that you think are really significant? Yeah, I can highlight a couple of them. One of them is called Budgeteers. You know, I think we, we know what that one's about, whether to spend, whether to save. In general, consumers just becoming more methodical with their money. And how retailers or, or brands can play into this is, you know, either offering more cost-effective options, maybe it's newer partnerships that allow them to save money on things, maybe it's product bundling. One of them is called authentic automation, and that is the balance between human and bot. That's a storyline that continues on, and, and I think. We've included that as a trend for 2023, just kind of off the back of the heart of the pandemic where it was all tech all the time. This is that bit of pullback to ensure that we're investing in tech for the right reason, that we're automating things that should be automated. And also that when tech is inserted into that customer journey, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. So trying to find that balance. And then the last one I'll note is eco-economics. So it kind of plays off the back of that consumers trying to be more cost effective and making cuts, you know, so rising prices in food and housing and energy and all of that. But what's interesting is as they make those cuts, they're also often sustainable behaviors as well, supporting that theme. So I think that those are three big ones that stick out to me from the overall content. Yeah, that's really interesting. I really appreciate your return to the balance of the human touch and Mm -hmm. technology. And I know I've heard it a few times in different scenarios during this show that technology needs to almost be the silent enabler or be like Mm -hmm. seamless enough and intuitive enough Mm -hmm. in terms of the broader customer experience that it doesn't feel like it's jarring or like you said, like a a sore thumb. Is that pretty much a global trend, a global issue, or is there any variance by territory or are there other trends that you notice some variance that is important to know? Yeah, I think the variance when it comes to that integration and we do have, we do annual consumer surveys. One of them is more focused on the digital shopper and the variance we see with that particular trend and finding the balance or the level of comfortability with technology is more about, there's definitely a distinction in the age of the consumer. Right. Like if we look at some scenarios, like let's say the idea of a bot helping you in a store aisle, mm-hmm. well, 80% of consumers under the age of 30 are comfortable with that. So there's there's those kind of variances. The other big thing that I've seen with, as we've looked at this issue, 
is variance when it comes to what the action is. So the word that I often use to describe it is the level of intrusiveness. Okay. So that scenario I described doesn't feel super intrusive. But as you move down that path to purchase and it shifts more towards the idea of a company going so far as to touch your pocketbook to try to automate that purchase, that's where consumers start to pump the brakes. Got it. Excellent. So we're thinking about quite a few things right now from the consumer's perspective. It's it's the inflation impact. It's, you know, they're more selective. Their category level of spending patterns may be a bit different. They are getting more digital, but there's also that need to understand what their intentions are and making it as seamless and intuitive as possible. So a lot of things to consider, right, from the retailer's perspective. So to that end, do you have any strategic or even tactical recommendations as, as retailers try to navigate this layered landscape, so to speak? How can they best prioritize? How can they best determine where to, I don't say place their bets, it's a bit dramatic, I guess, but like how to best allocate or spread their Mm -hmm. priorities. I suppose that allocation, that targeting somewhat comes down to who they are, who they're trying to serve, what their specific base wants. As I've talked about some of these trends, both at NRF and with clients, you know, if we take broad strokes, Mm. consumption patterns clearly are always evolving. Consumers are more cautious and then by extension, more conscious. So I think that benefits, you know, we saw more the conscious consumerism. We've seen that more in, in stronger in Europe and Latin. So I think it's interesting, you know, when you when you have that economic force also helping to drive it, that's something that certainly probably helps to bring it more top of mind in a place like America that hasn't always looked at that as a top concern. Mm -hmm. You know, I think another thing going on is, and we didn't talk about this trend, we have two different trends in the lifestyle, the lifestyles trends content that one's called revived routines and one's called here and now. Mm -hmm. And both are really about the idea of how do I, you know, consumers have had this pent up demand. They've been stuck at home for a few years, you know, and now they're ready to get out. So that certainly benefits certain service categories, the hospitality industry and the like. But there's an opportunity for retailers and brands who are able to position their products and services kind of within those everyday routines. So definitely fashion and beauty players tap into that well. And then I think the, the last thing that I think ties a lot of this together is the word authenticity. One trend that we didn't talk about is the rise of Gen Z as their purchasing power increases, the need for retailers and brands to appeal to them. Obviously, with them, they care the most about the authentic and social impact kind of messaging. The idea of that balance between human and bot, I think, gets gets back to authenticity as well. And in general, like that first trend I talked about, the budgeteers, consumers cutting back and how do brands and retailers tap into that. If you're genuinely concerned about consumers and how do you provide more cost-effective options during this economic downturn, well, that comes back to an authentic connection Mm -hmm. as well. So for me, that's kind of a big, that's kind of like a headline word for me, I think, in the year ahead. Yeah. 
And I think for a while there, it was a little concerning because people would throw around authenticity <laughs> pretty yeah. easily, right? Largely as like a marketing play, but it seems like it's being actually implemented and executed upon and, mm -hmm. and it's becoming a bit more measurable because it feels more real mm -hmm. and it's being applied, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, definitely. And obviously I think Gen Z is, is pushing that and maybe some of it is still just a marketing ploy. Uh, or some brands may be guilty of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. But Gen Z is known for trying to sniff that out mm -hmm. if, if it does seem fake. Yeah. Well, jury's out to, to <laughs> see how things will shake out in 2023. But for now, it's great to level set with you, Michelle, hear what you're seeing in the market and, of course, the work that you are doing with your firm. It's really fascinating stuff. Great. Thanks for the invitation to join. Yeah. And thanks so much for taking the time. I know it's a, it's a busy time for a lot of folks. This was great. And to all of you listening, we would love to hear your thoughts on these trends. If you have any follow-up questions about the research, well, you know, we'll be sure to include that in the show notes for you. And of course, we'll tag Michelle in any social posts so we can keep the conversation going. That's it for now, everyone. Thanks so much for the time. Leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. That way we know how we did. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up. <laughs>